Welcome to Lesson 3 of Exploring Jazz Improvisation. My name is Brian Kane, and this lesson is presented by Jazz Path Publishing. That's www.jazzpath.com. www.jazzpath.com. In Lesson 1 of Exploring Jazz Improvisation, we talked about how to understand and control location within form. In Lesson 2, we talked about the basic language of jazz improvisation, knowing how to play questions, answers, and statements, and approach jazz improvisation as the language that it is. In this lesson, we're going to explore two-bar phrases and apply the basic language of jazz improvisation to them. All of the concepts that I'm going to be talking about in these uh, audio lessons and podcasts are excerpted from my new book, Constructing Melodic Jazz Improvisation. These lessons are designed to give extremely brief outlines of topics that I go into much greater detail in, in the book. If you like the topics that we're talking about in these audio lessons, please check out a copy of the book, um, Constructing Melodic Jazz Improvisation. You can find it at jazzpath.com and at hundreds of other retailers nationwide. So the topic for this lesson is going to be controlling the two-bar phrase while improvising. And two-bar phrases are, are deceivingly hard for beginners. Honestly, as a pro player, uh, two-bar phrases are perfectly natural for me and are very easy to play. But uh, after working with beginners for so many years, I found that two-bar phrases pose really unique problems for beginners. The number one problem beginners face when they're playing two-bar phrases is the ability to really stop their improvising. Often, they're controlled more by their technique or lack of technique, and they continue to play phrases for as long as their technique will allow them to without regard for melodic phrasing. Remember, when you're improvising, your creative and melodic intent should guide what you're trying to play in a solo. You should never be guided simply by technique or lack of technique. So we're going to explore two-bar phrases now within the context of a 12-bar blues. Um, for improvisation and for demonstration purposes, we're not going to use the harmony of the blues, we're going to use a blues scale. But re remember, all these concepts work equally well using chord scales and harmony as they do with the blues scale. It's just a blues scale is a little bit easier palette for beginning and intermediate level improvisers to use when they're soloing. It's one less thing to think about. They don't have to think about playing the chord changes. They just think about playing the right notes in the blues scale. So instead of thinking about playing the right notes, they can think about the melodic and creative intent of their improvisation. So the best way for beginners to begin to use two-bar phrases in their improvisation is within a 12-bar blues to play one two-bar phrase that would be followed by another two-bar phrase that would be followed by another two-bar phrase and so forth throughout a 12-bar blues. The challenge that this presents is that each two-bar phrase has, has to have a distinct ending, or it's going to sound like one big, long solo and one big, long 12-bar phrase, which is certainly not what you want to have when you're improvising. The way you're going to accomplish this as an improviser is your phrase isn't going to be precisely two bars long. It's actually going to be one full bar. And then you're going to have to rest at least on beat four of the second bar. Um, that little pause is going to act as a period at the end of the sentence and allow listeners to hear that that's the end of one phrase and the beginning of the next phrase in the next bar. A great way to practice this technique is to actually put your instrument down and focus on your voice for a second. Put on a 12-bar blues play along. There's actually one included at the end of this podcast if you don't have one. And try singing. Actually try to improvise vocal solos with a play-along just to see if you can control the beginning and end of your phrases. There's a great rule in jazz. If you can't say it, you can't play it. And I think it applies equally to improvisation, where if you really can't sing it, don't waste your time trying to improvise it with an instrument. Work on internalizing the technique first, and then try playing it. 
once you're able to navigate a 12-bar blues with two-bar phrases, you'll be ready to progress to what we're actually going to talk about in this audio lesson, which is adding intent to those two-bar phrases. Instead of having just a two-bar phrase followed by another two-bar phrase while improvising, we're going to work on adding intent. We're going to have the first two-bar phrase be a question and the following two-bar phrase be an answer. And in that way, we're going to establish a sort of simple conversation that occurs within a 12-bar blues while improvising. Each two-bar question is going to be followed by a two-bar answer. As a quick review, questions go up, answers go down. It's really just that simple. Of course, it's not just that simple to play, it's just that simple to say. When you're playing, you have to really be able to control your phrases, manage your technique, and play efficiently. You're going to have to control the phrase length and make sure that you're able to go up, and you're also going to have to make sure that your ideas are quality. Um, it's important that you don't just play whatever notes you want to, but you kind of try to play a melody with a melodic shape and contour that's going to work um, and sound like a question or an answer. So here's an example of this kind of solo. It's a 12-bar blues. Um, it's going to have a two-bar question followed by a two-bar answer. And each question and answer is going to be followed by a very short rest of one or two beats so that listeners can hear it's the end of a phrase. This solo is played by my very good friend Trent Austin, who's a fantastic trumpet player. You can check him out at www.trentaustin.com. So I hope you could hear that. I hope you could hear that each two-bar question was followed by a two-bar answer. And we kept those answers and questions very simple, um, and you should too. The reason why you should keep them simple is so that you can really focus on style. Um, how you play it is so much more important than what you play. Really focus on using stylistic inflection and a great swing feel while you're improvising, and don't worry so much about technique. So now it's your turn to practice this technique. Practice improvising solos that use two-bar questions and answers. Make sure you use rests at the end of each question and answer so that it sounds like a period at the end of a sentence. If you'd like an incredible amount of more information on this and literally hundreds of other improvisational techniques for melody, you should check out the new book, Constructing Melodic Jazz Improvisation. You can find it at jazzpath.com, that's www.jazzpath.com, or at your local music store. They, if they don't have it in stock, they can certainly order it for you. Enjoy this complimentary play-along, compliments of Jazz Path Publishing. Hope you enjoyed this audio lesson. My name is Brian Kane. If you have any questions or need to reach me, my email address is bkane at jazzpath.com. And until next time, hope you enjoy the playing.